Your cord? Yeah. Did you explode in your bed? No. <coughs> that comes later. Do you want your oh, sheets? Oh, I see what you did there. That comes later. Yeah, I picked up on that. <laughs> I'm waiting for Kayla to be like, well. <laughs> you know. It's about those video games. Are we starting? It's recording. Oh, okay. Um, hi, guys. Welcome to the newest episode of Podcast Ever. My name's Josh. We've got Mike and Caleb here. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about uh, gaming and our desires within gaming, like what we like from games, what we get out of games. Um, I don't like the word desires being in it because it sounds kind of dirty, but Mike picked this week's episode and the title. Wait, desire is inherently dirty? I don't know. It just sounds like you hear that kind of cologne commercial or something. Oh, that's desire. true. It's kind of been... Desired by Calvin Klein. <laughs> just sounds like something... Desired by Gearbox. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Pitch was going to be like, wait a minute. That's a good idea. <laughs> wait Borderlands a second. 3. Give us the pitch. The Borderlands 3 is just desire box. <laughs> but all right, yeah, so this episode we have two focus points talking about. Like, what do we like in a game? And what are some examples of games that do that well, that we weren't expecting, and oh, the opposite? I got gravy in my mustache. Mike has gravy in his mustache. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Moonshine. The smooth drink. But not... The same moonshine that we had the time that we didn't end up broadcasting. You guys didn't hear that one because Mike threw up. That was PewCast. Yeah. PewCast. <laughs> the first and only time I've ever been drunk. Brought to you by Mike. Yep. I wish we would have recorded that because it was just Caleb and I going, is Mike okay? And then you throwing up loudly. <laughs> is Mike okay? <laughs> Pretty much. It was also great when Eric came to pick you up and he was like, do I need to come inside? And I was like, well, I think so. <laughs> I was like, Mike's puking in the bathroom, and Amber wants to know if he's almost home. <laughs> or dead. So yeah, um, start with me, because I'm already talking. Um, what I like in a game is I like the feeling of growth and progression. And that could be uh, inherently game design, or story, or a hybrid. So for example, in like a Telltale game, I feel the progression of a character. Um, in something like Tomb Raider, or like Metroid, I'm talking like the reboot especially, Tomb Raider. I'm feeling the getting more powerful, getting more abilities, getting stronger weapons, uh, or something kind of in the middle, like um, Borderlands. You know, you got the story progression, but you also have the character getting stronger. To me, that's my favorite thing about a game. And then the interesting thing with that, I think, sometimes especially, is kind of neat, where you have games where the character doesn't change at all. The growth happens in you. Every ability that you have to beat the game, you have in the beginning. So we're talking like Mario or Super Meat Boy, Something where, like, you're having to adapt. You're having to change. You're like, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. And those are fun, too. But either way, that's that's it for me. I like growth, progression. And so that could be anything from even, like, a... I don't like how the term has been kind of made negative, but, like, a walking simulator. Like, there's still a growth and progression happening there. Yeah. The replay value might not be quite as big in some cases, but initially I'm still getting that growth. Yeah. So for me, from Mario all the way to, like, you know, yelling Jason in the mall because of playing Heavy Rain, those... That, that's the spectrum for me. The spectrum is, like, all-encompassing, pretty much. I've never played Heavy Rain. Was that a good game? Um, it is. <clears throat> it is uh, David Cage, though. So, uh, did you play Beyond Two Souls? No. I think they're the same. I saw some... I think, I'm pretty sure you made both those games. It's the same, yeah. Yeah. Quantic Dreams. It's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's basically QTEs and movement. Yeah, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure game. But it's, yeah, but, like, what we imagine had as a kid. Yeah. But now, yeah. So, I mean... If you like if you like story in a game a lot, then yeah. But if you're if you're like you know a Call of Duty bro, I'm I'm not putting down Call of Duty. You know people that just play Call of Duty and Madden, 
You're not gonna like it. Obviously, you're not. I'm just saying, like, it's not a lot of gameplay. It's a it's a highbrow game. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 and it's gonna be one of those games where like you're gonna need to pay attention, and that's what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah. So, Mike, what do you like in a game? For me, it's it's awfully similar. I really like the idea of progression. I really like the unlocking new abilities, uh, things that used to be difficult becoming easy. Um, I actually, incidentally, I, I have, I've noticed that one of the things that will actually kill my interest in the game is when I do actually get the opportunity to cheat. Um, I'll be really interested in actually like playing, getting better, getting more money. But in some video games, when I actually like have the option to, especially PC games, because you can edit, cheat, change save files, whatever, um, it seems like oftentimes as soon as I start doing that, it's really addictive to just like unlock new abilities just like out the gate. And then I don't get the satisfaction of having earned it, on top of the fact that I don't end up getting to <clears throat> enjoy as much of the... Uh, the progression, which is actually significantly more rewarding. Even if I feel at some points like maybe um, I'm not earning things fast enough, right? I'll still end up thinking after I've ended up making the change to the save file or doing the console code or whatever it is, or console command, um, that I shouldn't have. Just because maybe there's a reason why the pacing of the game is set up that way. Right. That kind of reminds me, it's funny that you mentioned that. Because that kind of reminds me of how one of the ways I used to play games when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I would, um, after, after we finished the game, my dad and I had like a rule, like no cheat codes till we're done. Yeah. And then after we finished, we put the debug menu on and like walk through walls or be invincible. Because at that point, it was like a different experience. It was like, well, what didn't we find this time around? Or Yeah. And I, I miss that. I miss being able to just break the game at the end. I, I really wish that would make a comeback. Um, yeah, I don't understand why cheat codes are. I think gone. achievements, multiplayer, and I think that. Development time is already being kind of long, and you know. Well, you know that those things are going to be there. Yeah, I think they just half the time those those codes are things that they put in right, in right. order to make sure that they get tested appropriately. Yeah, because it's like, all right, I need to skip through all these monsters. One shot, one shot, one shot, one shot, one shot, and then now I'm in. They the might next be testing area. like hit hit detection and physics. Exactly. So they can't yeah. like the what is it the insta give <laughs> option in uh, Unreal Tournament? I'm almost yeah. certain was something that the developers were just like. All right, we need to find out whether if I hit that, like, that area right there where the, um, what do you call those things again? Uh, I think it's hit detector or something. Or no, the, the polygons. Is that right? What is it called? The, uh, I can't remember what it's called for some reason. Anyway, you know the 3D models, right? Yeah. So, like, if there's an angle on that 3D model, what if I only hit you on that angle right there. Is that right. actually going to... Is the collision detection working for right, that? Right. That kind of stuff. I hate when people, just quick aside, I hate when people are like, oh, I want to test video games for a living. I'm like, no, you don't. Oh, absolutely like, Liking not. playing games is not the same thing as QA testing. It's just yeah. like when people, I get really annoyed because I see some really bad, uh, not just like a snob, but I see some really bad submissions um, when they hire at the website I work for because people are like, oh, yeah, I like games. And that, that's, that's it. That's all not right. right at all. And like, you have to have both. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Oh, it's just like, like selling games at, at GameStop. Yeah, like you don't go to GameStop because you like you like games. You go there yeah. because you like games, but also I have sales experience or... That's why they're significantly more interested in sales experience than actually liking games. Yeah, I don't know why they add... There's a spot in the back of the application where they're like, what systems do you have experience with? What do you care? Yeah, it's like... It's I, more I, important for me to be able to tell you why you should buy the system than it is for me to give you my... Uh, 
subjective reasoning as to why I ended up buying the objectively indifferent system. I applied to work at GameStop for years, from like 11th grade on, and just like you were saying, I didn't get a call from them until I applied after I'd already been working at Dish Network. Yeah. Yeah. The video game experience was always big, but oh, you can sell stuff? Come on in. I remember this lady that worked at the one in my town where she was selling bootleg games, or she wasn't selling them, but like they had some some Game Boy Advance games that were like, oh, that's not, that's a flash card, and that's not, that's, you shouldn't be selling it, that's not, they're going to be unhappy, that's not the actual game, a parent's going to buy that now, I was trying to help. Yeah. And she was like, I know what I'm talking to the manager here, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like she called, she was one of those people where like everything was a Nintendo, and I'm like, you shouldn't be the manager here. And <clears> speaking <throat> of which, that's actually one of the other reasons I actually really like playing video games is very literally because okay so obviously I like the progression mm -hmm. and as unnecessarily psychological as this may seem probably part of the reason why I actually like that is because of the fact that I don't feel like I'm having too much progression in real life so my in real life underachieving lack of real accomplishments self looks at video games as a way to kind of vicariously live well, through the eyes of, like, somebody who is actually doing something with I'm themselves. I'm going to pull you out of the pits, Mike. Okay. Because okay? no matter what, how much progression you're making in the world, you're not going to make that much condensed progression in a, a candy oh, game. Oh, exactly. You know? So it's kind of like this, like, sugar rush of actual yeah, it's like achievement. Condensed, like, it's like the concentrate. Yeah. You didn't mix it with water, and you're like, it's like that. It's syrupy. Yeah. Kind of like the moonshine we got tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Brought to you by moonshine. Brought to you by uh, Backwoods Moonshine, Pecan Pie Moonshine. It's <clears throat> we should do fake commercials in this. Remember, I, I, I don't know if I spoke this yet. At the call center I work at, I've been talking about like, oh, let's God. do commercials. Like, and this printer getting fixed Ooh. is brought to you by Burger King. <clears throat> <laughs> Just like, I was like, everybody make more money out of this. Like, if I, if I could get a dollar more an hour and do ads, I would. And Mike was like, no. I'll and yeah, my main argument against this is, please, for the love of God, can we have one safe space from advertising. And I was like, Mike, that gripe is brought to you by Subway. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, the, the, the thing that I like probably the most of video games is the escapism of not being myself. Like obviously the achievement is pretty great, but most games are going to level off or completely plateau. Like, I think that's where like books Destiny. and movies probably kind of started, but like we eventually somebody was like, no, that's not good enough. Yeah. And now we're to the Oculus Rift. Yeah, where it's practically like you are in the person's mind. I want people to start calling it the Trumpulous Rift. Oh my god. After the founder and all that happened, I was just... He actually came out and said he's not a Trump supporter. He just... is just throwing fuel out there, I guess. I have no idea. I think he's like the Joker. He just wants to watch the world burn. That's probably true. <clears throat> what so about Caleb, you? What... I'm sorry. I, I, for the last five minutes, I've been wanting to introduce you as Cabob. So Cabob. Cabob. What do you like in a game? Uh, I like, I like stories. Yeah. I, I like a really good story. Mm. Um, Those are the first things they hear you talk about. Like, I remember when you were playing the Game of Thrones Telltale game, you were just yeah. like, that was your first, you were like, it's gotta have a good story, or I have to feel like I'm in charge. I don't like people bossing me around for right. what to do in real life. Crusader I don't games. like it in games either. So if I'm the one, if I can make decisions, if I have Some the stuff. ability to choose how I want to play, um then that's, that's ideal to me, uh, how I make my character, what decisions I make. Uh, if it's to where I get to influence the story with my decisions, like in the Telltale games or in a lot of RPGs, then that's even better. So Fallout's probably like the sweet spot for you. Yeah. A game like Fallout or Civilization. Well, actually, that's more in the game. More process. so like New Vegas, where right. your decisions 
have a major impact on the on the plot, uh, more so than Fallout Four. We should actually talk about we should have a, we should have a Fallout podcast episode because I like New Vegas more, but I enjoy Fallout Three more mm-hmm. because New Vegas overwhelms me because there's all this stuff you can do. You know, but I think four is the other end of the spectrum where I'm just on a train ride. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Yeah, exactly. Have you played any of The Witcher Three yet? No, not yet. I've been meaning to. It's like, I really, I want to know what you think of it because one of the interesting things about The Witcher Three is that, um, and slight spoiler alert, uh, one of the characters play, that uh, they introduce. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus there's a lot of cars right. in this game. There are a lot of cars. You might actually end up really enjoying that portion of the game. Because it, take it, out, it can be it can be the game if yeah. you want it to, which I think is. You just went your way to the no game. offense to anybody who likes Gwent, but just not the fucking point. Anyway, so there's uh, there's the idea you've I'm you're, sorry, you're familiar sure. with history, right? The the idea of a unimyth, right? Where there's like this one character, and then like in the storytelling framework, this character is actually the the main person. Everything revolves around them, like. Sure. Harry Potter wasn't necessarily the ultimate hero of it, but he's the one that everything centers on. Right. Or Jesus, or... Uh, what's the guy that everybody thought that Jesus was? Um, the dude that was kind of... I can't remember his name now. What, what, what IP? Like, what is it? No, like, in the... the Elijah? The prophet? No. Uh, John the Baptist? He was another guy that everybody always, like, says, like, oh, well... All the stories of Jesus are stolen from this. Oh, oh. Uh, it's something with a D. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Dionysus? Uh, no, that's... That's like Greek. Mythology. Yeah. Um, anyway, whatever it is. Even in Greek mythology, we'll it's the we'll same call, thing. We'll call him the dude. Yeah. The d- anyway, th- there's this idea of like the hero of a thousand faces, right? That's well, kind of like Neville in Harry Potter. Like, he could be the chosen one. Yeah, yeah, Neville Longbottom is the perfect example where it's almost like Harry Potter is actually living... In the world of some other hero's world. Well, The Witcher 3 is exactly like that. The, one of the characters that they introduce like, almost immediately out the gate is this character called Suri, who you're training as the main character. Apple. And like, she, no, not that Suri. Siri, I guess. Um, but she's actually, she's the hero. She's the actual, like, I'm the one that's going to wreck this architecture of this false government, whatever it is. I, I, honestly, I've only played through enough of it to she's know the these characters. But yeah, she's the one that's like actually the ultimate hero of this world. You just happen to be the most badass character in this world and you're training her. And so, I, I really want to know what you think about that after the fact because like the, you get to play the most badass character in that world Mm-hmm. But you're not the reason why that world is going to change in the future. You just mm-hmm. happen to be the one that makes it. You're reacting to do what's happening. Yeah, in part, yeah. Because that, that, I think that's so fascinating. Because it <clears> turns <throat> that whole like archetype of like, you're the most amazing person. Everybody has to bow down to you. Right. It's, no, it's, it's it's her. It's like uh, it's like it's like Star Wars. Han Solo is clearly the coolest character. But <laughs> Luke's the main character. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, no, Luke. And I'm older. I'm like, Han Solo is so cool. I, I don't think so. But I, I can see that. That's funny. He's just, he's, he's the cool, he's the cool one. He's just cool. But being the cool <clears throat> one isn't always necessarily the hero. If he had not showed up at the end of A New Hope, that Death Star and would have been there, and Luke would have been dead. But he's, just he because, that bad, he can't, we, we just because he's cool and because he's the deus ex machina doesn't necessarily mean that he's the hero. That's true. 
I still think he's the coolest one. Oh, I, oh, by okay, well, okay, That's quantitatively the coolest, but he's not the hero. That's true. Yeah, the real hero is R two D two. Oh man, it's Vader. <laughs> he's a tragic hero. I proved that in my English he is, class. My yeah. English class, she was like, that's not a Greek tragedy. We were doing Greek stuff, and I was like, yeah. I'm going to prove it for my project. She was oh, like, okay. dude. He was... His, cha- his was character... literally like an epic... Yeah, his thing. character radically changed because of uh, George Lucas going back, revisiting his script in the context of Joseph Campbell's ideas of like how stories should be structured around, mm-hmm. and came up with like archetypes and... How is this paradigm going to fit these characters, and how Some can I had change to everything? Was originally writing it though, because it all it all. Oh, inevitably. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing is that there's nothing new. I remember I I, was, I went through everything though, and uh, Star Wars, it fits every single thing for it being a uh, tragedy and like an epic poem and all that, except yeah. for it's not in poem format. Like everything else, ha- it has. Yeah. Every little. Thing all the characters. To have. Yeah, it's it's a it's a prose version and Darth of Vader a poetry is structure. A tragic hero, like in yeah. literally every single sense. Yep. So. Um, Even his redemption at the end is yeah. the tragic hero. <clears throat> so, some things that we don't like. I really don't like when I don't get to feel like I'm that character. So like I get really upset with uh, over intrusive tutorials. You know, yeah. Like when it, oh, I hate tutorials. Me. Yeah. I don't mind a, a good natural one. Like my favorite one, and I could talk about it for an hour is Metroid. You try to go right, you can't. Hmm. Weird. You go left. Huh. I'm turned to a ball, and you go right. Within those first ten seconds, they teach the entire mechanics of the game. It almost makes me wonder if, as <clears throat> games are going to become, like it's possible to do more in the games, that those, not necessarily even intrusive, but just the tutorial phase of the game is going to be longer because of the fact that the gameplay is going to be more complex. That's true, yeah. Because, I mean, Metroid, <clears throat> there's only so much you can like, well, Metroid was complex do. at first. Like, going left was weird then. Yeah. That was like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, as far as, like, yeah. in, in the context of his time frame... Well, no, I'm just saying eventually like, we're probably going to get to another point where, like, people know the mechanics now. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think it was Phil Fish of Fez or Edward McMillan of uh, Team Meats from Meat Boy and uh, Binding of Isaac. I think it was Edward McMillan. At a convention in Japan, this uh, Japanese man actually was like, oh, the inspiration on um, your guys' games is so obvious from our games. That's really cool. I like that. What do you guys think of Japanese games? And then Phil Fish just leans forward and goes, they suck. And he meant, like, comparatively, compared to back then, now. And yeah. like, they felt really bad. And they kind of like, sorry, man, we're just saying they, they've kind of... But anyway, they, they fast forward. They say Zelda should have a, a, a thing that pops up and goes, have you played a fucking Zelda game before? Yeah. The answer is yes. Then you should skip like thirty minutes of bullshit. Well, aren't you there know? a bunch of games that do that? I, I'm assuming they're Western games since that's most of what I've played. But aren't there a bunch of games that do that that are just like, hey, have you? Do you want us to continue the tutorial? Or like, there's even an option in the pause menu where you can just uncheck the checkboxes. I think it's and it's interesting because these are often accused of being more stale, but I think shooters are best at that. Even the first Gears of War game. Yeah. When you first get rescued, did you play Gears of War? No. Remember? Okay, so Don rescues you from jail. You've been in jail. The war is happening. And then he's like, which way do you want to go? Do you want to go that way or do you want to go this way? And um, he's like, that way a bit more rough, a little bit shorter. This way probably a little longer, but it's safer. That way is tutorial. That way is just straight into the combat. Right. Hm. It's genius. That's awesome. I feel like I haven't played this before. Yeah, let me learn this. But if you're like, uh, no, I just want to play <laughs> you can do that. And whether you play it or not, you can be like, no, let's just play the game. So I want to go back and play that now, and I want to just go, I want to wreck it! And then just go straight down the... Well, if you try to... Have you played Gears of War? No. Oh, you're gonna, if you try to... I'm just going to wreck it and run full speed ahead, you're going to die immediately. 
Really? It's a cover-based shooter. Oh, I play The Division. Okay, then. But you don't buy one a racket in that game. Oh, that's lame. In The Division? I thought you didn't do that. Well, that's true. There's actually, kind of to be fair, like tactical. two patches in, they actually fixed it so that people couldn't just go, I'm going to wreck it and just run into an area. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> shotguns. Mike ruined it for everyone. So, what are, <laughs> the next thing kind of in this, or what are some polished games that, um, if, if I interpret this correctly, yeah. that like everything lines up, I should like this, I don't. For me, um, I got three that really, was. Oh, this is tough for me. I liked it. Uh, the, I got three. Uh, Munch's Odyssey. Uh, it was the sequel to uh, Oddworld Dave's Odyssey. Well, the bonus game is Exodus, but those are the not the main. Anyway, um, it's going to be a quintology. Um, mm-hmm. Some things got shifted around. I'm happy about the remakes, because as long as they sell, they're going to keep going. Yeah. It means they have an audience. Anyway, Munch's Odyssey took this, <clears throat> this, this polished 2D environment world that Lauren Laning and it just all these great people came together and just made this beautiful, beautiful game. Mm-hmm. And then the pressure, because it was a while where it wasn't cool or profitable or didn't make sense to make a 2D game. Yeah. So they just went 3D. And I'm not saying Oddworlds couldn't work in 3D, but this game just didn't work well. We're talking an original PlayStation game, yeah. solid as rock. An Xbox game, ugh, it just didn't play as well, it wasn't as good, it just didn't, it, just, it wasn't fun. But graphically, sound-wise, control-wise, I mean, like, if you went, like, just by the numbers, everything was technically better. Yeah. But it just wasn't fun, and it just... I don't like it. And that's one of your favorite series. Yeah, it? I really like the series. I just, that sucks. That game just isn't that great. It was an Xbox launch title, and... I'm just saying, if you can make a polished gem on a PS1, the Xbox, I mean, come on. But yeah, it just... But yeah, graphically, story-wise, everything's there. It just isn't as fun. Um, and then the other two are really quick. Uh, Phantom Dust. Uh, I don't know remember much about it, but my uncle and I read a little bit about it before it came out, and it looked fun. You are like a wizard... Phantom Man, and you went around fighting, and he's cool, but it's just boring, and I know a few people are going to disagree, because it's, it got good reviews and stuff, I just didn't like it, but it should have been good, I should have liked it. The last one for games I just should have liked but didn't would be uh, Crash Bandicoot Wrath of Cortex, um, I mean, I know why it wasn't good, Naughty Dog didn't make it, but like, I'm just saying, the PS1 games were phenomenal, there's no reason an Xbox, PS2, GameCube version with technically better graphics, I don't like the style as much, but I'm just saying, it should have been... It really fun, been. solid game, and it just felt really like yeah. that sucks. Um, so yeah, those are the games for me that just like you know by the actual like graphics, sound, controls. They should have been great. I just didn't like them. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Caleb? Well, things that ruin games for me the most. Uh, well, one of my biggest pet peeves is just really bad voice acting. Yeah. Uh, drives me crazy. Ruins all the immersion. And it's you can't play Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> There's some rough dialogue yeah. in those. Um, that laugh. The uh, railroad type games where you're just, you just go along, just run forward or run right. Yeah. I, I lose interest very quickly. Oh, the ones with the shooting gallery style yeah. gameplay? And, uh, oh god, please tell me you played Duke Nukem forever. No, I didn't. But wait, is that the name of the new That's one? That's the new one. That yeah. It did poorly. I, I, I haven't played it. Um, and what else? Oh, uh, I already have told in the previous podcast that uh, I'm not a big fan of the stealth genre just because I don't have the patience for it. So those types of things are usually what keep me away from games. So the Last some, of Us, for example. Yeah, you there's been play some that, phenomenal but... stealth oh, games yeah. Didn't that you do that really with good, and um, I just couldn't really get into them just because I don't like the gameplay of stealth games because I'm not, I don't have the patience for Is it. Is that why you haven't played Metal Gear, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah I never got into any of the Metal Gear games. 
I couldn't get into The Last of Us. And they're, you know, these are amazing games that everyone loves. That it's just that game style yeah. doesn't appeal to me. Um, so I, that's probably the best example I could think of, of like a really well polished, popular game. Uh, but just you know, any generic action adventure game where it's just run forward, punch the bad guys. I might be able to play it for a couple hours at most. I think the funniest example I could think of is the the Rise Son of Rome. Oh yeah. I tried to play it. <laughs> And uh, not only is it just this really uninspired kind of action-adventure game, but the, the history nerd in me was just freaking out the whole time because they have tried to build this like really realistic-looking setting in this world, but the history is just so off. Like, you have all this interesting, amazing settings and, you know, the Roman Empire, and they just kind of go off this completely fictionalized version of it that I was just like, no, why, 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 why? They have so much amazing source material here, here and they're just pulling crap out of their ass for this. There, and then on top of that, it was just kind of a boring <laughs> action adventure. Uh, but that just drove me crazy. I, I couldn't get into that game at all. Remember Mr. Anthony? Yeah. Our history teacher. We were in the middle of watching Troy in class. He paused and goes, yeah, I saw this theater with my wife. And I looked right out of the theater and go, the sun is rising in the wrong direction. <laughs> and she was just like, I don't care. Shut up and watch the movie. He's like, I, I, I can't watch this movie now. This is ridiculous. That obviously was the only issue with Troy, but that one, she was just like, shut up, who cares? So and he's you know like, my no, dad... it's not hard to figure this out. Like, come on. You know, my dad actually did that with uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <laughs> which this is the most inane, microscopic detail that he fixated on. But it was at the very beginning of the movie. He goes, when was this made? And I was like, I, didn't it just come out last year? That's why, I, like, this is a new DVD. He goes, Valentine's Day was on a Sunday last year. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, the subway wouldn't be that busy on a Sunday. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, this is Valentine's Day, right? And he's, I was like, yeah, they just said that. He goes, this isn't a Sunday kind of traffic. And I was like, what the fuck, Dad? Why are you... No, take it out. <laughs> I'm done. It was just... Because he's a flower... He owned a flower shop. So, oh, of so course, he yeah. knew. He was like, I made a shit ton of sales last year because it wasn't a Sunday. So, I know for a fact that this was not Sunday. And the year before that wasn't Sunday. And the, the year before that was Sunday. Sunday. He just stays with me. And he's like, four years ago, it was Sunday last. And I was like... What or whatever amount it was, right, I, yeah. I don't doubt that if I contacted him right now, he'd, he'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, the last time it was a Sunday, two thousand six. And I'd like, be like, "What? The, what?" Just like Dad, so Jim Carrey's in this, and so is Elijah Wood, and it just it's a good movie to be quite honest. Yeah, shh, shh. this is Mark Ruffalo's best role for a long time. Just trust me. Okay, so Kayla, what are some? <clears throat> oh, you're doing. Yeah, sorry, you're saying college really. games. Okay, so rough games that I I, I loved, like I don't know. Oh wait, I didn't go. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Um, he's gonna say Nintendo. Move on. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Oh, no. I, Nintendo, first-party Nintendo games haven't been bad in ever. Um, no, Resident Evil Oper Operation Raccoon oh, City. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, here's People the catch with this. like crazy. So, first of all, third-person shooter. All right? Mm -hmm. I'm in. Zombies. Fuck yeah. Tactical. Tactical, yes. Character classes, which I didn't even know was a thing that I liked until I actually, like, got a couple games later. But... If I had actually gotten to experience a good version of that beforehand, oh man, I would have probably been all over this. I saw so many videos of people shooting, getting shot in the head. 
repeatedly, just not dying, or has just like... Oh, that was my main complaint with the video game Rage. I didn't realize at the time that Bethesda shouldn't be making shooter shooters. Anyway, Re Operation Raccoon City was one of those games where I was like, this is a game that I'm going to like, live and die with. Wait, really quick. The worst part about Rage not being that great shooter-wise, it made that. I know. Well, okay, I heard Bethesda, and I was like, no. Yeah, they, they were the publisher. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no, it's worse than that. Bethesda didn't make that. Yeah. It did. They made Doom. They should be making a bad shooter. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. but they tried to RPG it, which I think was Bethesda's Probably like, sway. Come in on, that. let's make a bigger game. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I was really disappointed with Operation Raccoon City. I um, like that more than Mad Max. I like, I, like the, I like that kind of world. I what just, do you mean? I like being able to interact with the whole... You know what I mean? No. Remember I told you that I don't like you how Mad Max is this tiny moment? The, the, I'm telling you, I like oh, the setting. I thought you were talking about Mad Max the game. The game or the movie? No, no, I'm saying like, I'm telling you I like Rage's world. Yeah. I'm, I'm defending myself for not liking the Mad Max movie because it's a moment. Yeah. I'm no. telling you like, if Mad Max was, if they made a Mad Max. See, I think what your problem with Mad Max is, is that you want to have something expansive, but you're not contextualizing, this is a movie in a series. So if you were to watch the whole, like binge the maybe. whole series, it'd be like playing a video game where you have parsed out like mission, mission, That's true, mission, maybe. mission. I'll have to watch the Mel Gibson ones. Yeah, the Mel Gibson <clears throat> ones are very different though. Um, rough games I loved. Yeah. Wait, you're still going. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, I didn't interrupt you. Other games that I, I really thought that I would end up really enjoying, Elder Scrolls Online was yeah. one of those games where I was like... A lot of people. Okay, I'm going to end up having a whole bunch of fun with this. I got a whole bunch of friends that I haven't seen in a couple weeks because that's all they're doing now. I'm going to like this. Like, this is something that I can get into. And I got into it, and, like, every last thing bugged the ever-living shit out of me. And I couldn't understand why, because I was like, these are all things that I like. Like, this is, this is stuff that I like, but I'm, I feel like everything is moving slowly. I feel like the, the worlds are too close together. Like, the dramatic differences in, like, climate are, like, you got a forest immediately next to the, the uh, yeah. town area. Yeah, like little hubs. Yeah, it just felt like there was like there's this secret grid that I'm missing out on and each each section of the grid is yeah. another area and it has to be immediately the other thing and there's no good transition. I could also see you not digging the graphics too much because oh my god, are kinda... the pop-in was yeah. obscene. And then uh, uh, comparatively you got Caleb, you got the limited edition, the big box. Yeah. Oh, I got the oh, I got the special edition of it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was that wasn't, like, with the figure. Yeah. Like, I got whatever the not regular version is versus the... And yeah. I was, like... I I got, like, maybe three or four hours into it when I was still enjoying the game. Um, and I ended up doing the monthly subscription thing and everything. I was, like, oh, I'm fucking doing this. Like, this is going to be great. And then two or three days after, like, probably 20 or 30 hours in, I was just, like, uh, nope, I'm done. I played it for a solid weekend, and I was, like, I can't continue doing this this isn't rewarding this isn't fun that i'm i'm getting too frustrated with the fact that this looks like an xbox 360 game yeah i've, I've had trouble getting in mmos because they all kind of look like to me but the division and destiny look like they're gonna be really fun oh they're fantastic they're very well crafted especially the division the division seems to be back on track with what they were trying to do there's that's good the, the the fan base at least is less salty now that's good Mostly because they thinned the... the Unlike the, uh, the front cover of Destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the front like, cover of Destiny is so salty. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That's probably true. It is salt. Yeah? Because it's snow. They had to 
Melt salt the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Why they're gonna say the salt of the subreddit complaining about the it salt is. of the subreddit? Actually, the subreddit has almost completely stopped. They shut salty. down the No Man's Sky subreddit. Reddit did. I heard about that. It was just so toxic. Everybody's just in there fuming and throwing beads in there. I heads. guess I didn't realize how uh, bad that was. I just don't understand that. If I don't like a game, I just don't really play it. Well, I don't just sit the there thing. and like let the hate fester within my soul. I think what the problem was is that there were so many people invested in this being like the next big thing. And the last game they ever buy. Yeah. Because they were thinking like, it's going to take how many people, how many, literally how many lifetimes worth of gameplay in order to discover everything. And they took that as like a challenge. Yeah. And so then they were introduced to this world that was boring and monotonous. and The marketing should have been like, guys, this isn't meant to be like unlimited Fallout. It's just a randomized game. Yeah. But, yeah. Um... So rough games for me, I don't really have a lot. I just have two. Uh, Doom three, uh, rough game overall, but I loved that game. Yeah. Like I had a lot of issues overall, but like I love that game. I do like the original way more than the BFG edition because I don't. I liked the the flashlight. <laughs> I, I, I liked having to switch back on. It made it more scary and it made more sense. I don't yeah. Know, just. It it turned it into more of a survival horror. Yeah, which whereas once you have the flashlight, but it was fun. Yeah, once you have the flashlight, then it becomes more of regular Doom, where you're just running around shooting the shit out of stuff. Yeah, which is is, I don't know. I think it worked really well. I think it was a good game. Yeah. I think if it was called like if it was a spinoff, it would have done better. Yeah. But people were like, oh shit, we haven't played a Doom game in ten years. This is gonna be Doom one. They're expecting what we just got. Yeah. They're expecting that. Yep. But um, the other game that was that's really rough around the edges and it has a lot of flaws and issues just in like how it's designed not being polished that I I, I loved was that island. Oh, absolutely. Like, that that island was rough. Played, oh yeah, I mean there was people when they had launched that couldn't play it because uh, oh, yeah. they were yeah, stuck in the cabin. A yeah. lot of They've done a lot of patches and they fixed a lot of stuff but even then like sometimes the hit detection's off sometimes you'll like get stuck on a rock I mean, there's just tons of technical issues with it but even though I'll, I'll die because I'm stuck to a rock and get killed, I'm like, whatever, and I'll keep playing. My main, pr- actually, that was one of the ones from my list, too, was games that were not particularly fantastic, or even meet the standards that I normally have for games. It was just But fun. invested a fucking shit ton of time. Yeah, it was just so much fun. Like, that was just a fun Hours game. upon hours. And it's one of the few games great. that I've actually played multiple times on multiple systems because of the fact that it's a game that I'm willing to revisit. I don't like the front cover to the remaster. No, it looks no, no, no. so stupid. It does. It's just a zombie's head. It's like, Riptide, Dead Island. I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> the original <laughs> cover was really cool. The original covers were good. I actually liked the special edition cover for uh, Riptide. They're, yeah. They're just like stark red with the black. Yeah, that was really cool. But Dead Island, I think my biggest problem with Dead Island was just the fact that it was so bad. It was as far as uh, dialogue goes. Oh, my oh God, yeah. God, yeah. Like, and the rap at the beginning. The no, no, that's what makes the game. No. <laughs> who do you voodoo, bitch? Again, I ridiculous. actually really liked it. <laughs> it was like just enough cheese, but just enough quality that I was like, this is perfect. It, it was like it was like a Weird Al song that wasn't supposed to be a Weird Al song. Some people, yeah, some people mentioned that it was kind of like one of those like, like surprisingly good B-movies, like Army of Darkness, almost. Or like... Uh, Superman at Ho or Superman whatever Soldier the, Boy Soldier Boy oh I didn't mean the rapper I meant like the game like the campiness oh yeah no, no 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 yeah. yeah I completely understand but it was it, it even was... starts off with the way that lady uh, says Jesus the way she like says says that dude everything that, about it is yeah. is not supposed to be taken seriously I also didn't like how the cuts I didn't I don't know I didn't like how you only got to interact with the other people that are supposed to with you in cutscenes like I feel like they should have 
Yeah, the I fact understand I'm not battling it the whole was, time. There was no continuity between I'm going to be playing alone, and then all of a sudden there's a cutscene where I'm alone, and then there's another cutscene immediately after that where, where it's like the group. Four people, and I'm like, and you're like, yeah. And not only that, it didn't ever change according to who you were running with. Yeah, there is there's a lot of issues, but I love yeah, that game. But again, even if even if <clears> there was <throat> the lacking of that polish, I. I invested way too much time into playing that. I even made our friend Mike and Caleb really mad one time when I lived with Caleb by saying, I liked that island more than Fallout and Skyrim. But they were like, that isn't... And I'm that's, like, I yeah, just... That's I not just an did. acceptable opinion. Like, I understand that those games are way better, but, but like, I just had more fun with that island. To be fair, that's like saying that you like uh, Mario Kart more than Forza. I just had more fun. In Fallout, you're going to be doing a bunch of stuff that's like... Mario Kart's way more great than Forza. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's, <laughs> that's the point. You just all you did was get him on board with me. That's all yeah. you did there. Dead Island is I'm gonna go smash shit. Whereas Fallout is Dead like, Island's like a I'm bridge between Borderlands and Skyrim for me. You know, like it was oh, totally yeah. cheap and goofy, but like it was still I don't know. But that's the thing with Dead Island though is that you got to the end of it and it wasn't tongue in cheek anymore. It was just bad. That's Dead when it showed its yeah. true colors. You were like, oh wait, when we were hanging out by that. The, the tropical area where you guys almost seemed like you had an inspired, new, interesting take on, like, oh, look at how cheery this looks, but except for those bloodstains. What's that? Oh, my God, a zombie. That island's what I wanted Left 4 Dead to be. And, like, yeah. I, I love Left 4 Dead. I do. I'm just saying, like, I wanted more of Actually, that can't be... That's, that's one of the games from my last, from the other list. Well, we can't of, talk about that. Of all. games that was polished that I didn't oh, like. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant, like, a... Left 4 Dead was one of those games that I game tried game for, game. like, probably half an hour, and I was like, why I is everybody into this? Did you play with people? Yeah. No. That's why. That's, yeah, that's what everybody Fact. has told me the entire time. Left 4 like, Dead was the reason I bought an Xbox 360. Was it really? Yeah. So oh, could, how funny. So I could play His that. friends were all playing, and he's like, well, I'm gonna... Yeah. I gotta play this with you guys. That's yeah. A, that's well, let's play that together tonight, because, like, people, that game's amazing. That's interesting. Well, we could talk about the AI for an hour. The AI is very adaptive. They actually, excuse me, they will watch, when there's a zombie horde, the game will actually listen and watch your movements and see how you react as your health's changing, increasing, decreasing, how much damage you're doing, and the difficulty actually adapts so that everybody's always having fun. Oh, that's interesting. And if you're doing really good, it gets harder. It's really cool. Really cool. I always um, thought adaptive AI is probably one of the most amazing, like, big leaps yeah. From, like, old games to new games. It's like... Because that way the game's always hard enough for you. Yeah. As long as it's difficult for you, it shouldn't matter if it's like, oh, you're not playing a nightmare mode? No, but I'm having trouble. Yeah. Like, as long as it's still challenging. Exactly. Caleb, what are some rough games that you're like, hot dog, this is good? Yeah, so far <laughs> because... The Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings is not a rough just, game. Just Caleb's like, that is the game of the century. <laughs> it is... <laughs> And you can... He just walks out of the room. Take my opinion, because look, I've put a century of time into this game. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Look at my Steam catalog. Yeah. I don't know. I I think for what they are, they're actually pretty well made. Um, I know. I was just razzing you about it, because that's what you love so much. Yeah. Um, I, I guess... And that's the thing. is like, with my opinion, I wouldn't say that it's rough. But uh, I guess the best example I can think of that I love... That I, I spent this too. a ton of time in uh, that other people don't seem to be very fond of for whatever reason, is Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, I've played through several characters. I haven't played the most recent few expansions. It's been a few years since I've played. You used to play that. Oh, I spent a lot of time into it. I, I loved it. I you listen to reggae, smoke cigars, play The Old Republic. Yeah. That was what I did after work. But uh, yeah, a lot of people don't seem to really like that game. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to be super popular. I'm not sure I think why. one reason is because we wanted KOTOR 3 really bad. Yeah. And we're not getting that too. Yeah. They're just like, it's like with Warcraft. 
people like we have the next war. You got World of Warcraft. You got a whole world. Right. I think that's one of the not the main reason, but some of the salt. I know a lot of people didn't like the graphics. I thought it looked fine. For an MMO, I thought it looked really. Um, Mike, you probably even agree with that. The Old Republic, it looks pretty good for an MMO. I played it on my iPad, so it was great for my iPad. That was a really good forced compliment. It was really cool on my tablet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's the best example I can. Think that's of. a good example though, because like yeah, there was a lot of like huge fans of that. There's also people that are like, Ugh. I don't know. But, yeah, so those are our games that um, you know are rough and we love them or they're just polished and we don't like them and what we like in games um we're gonna have a couple of episodes coming out in the next few weeks you guys should definitely uh check those out because we would appreciate that as would our sponsor backwoods moonshine <laughs> backwoods pecan pie moonshine that's true i'm over here drinking pie you guys have a good night or day or afternoon i'm out of your time though. Or whatever comes after the apocalypse, and we no longer can actually differentiate between night and day because of all the nuclear winter. That's happening in 35 days, potentially. Bye!